The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype. Hello and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, uh, back again hosting tonight along with uh, John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Hi. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I got laid off this week from, from work. COVID takes its toll. Oh, yeah, oh, that so no sucks. Sorry, yeah, Sue. kind of, kind of. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Every all the businesses, everybody's. You know, they're trying to, they're trying to keep going. So I get it. It was just, you know, lousy timing. So yeah, at least nobody I know is sick from COVID. So yeah, um, I I missed last week because uh, I had to take mom to the hospital. Um, but it's not COVID. It's just, you know, some of the consequences of uh, advancing age and other uh, issues sort of cropping up. But so. How's she doing? Better. Uh, not home better yet. Better good. But better is good, yes. Uh, uh, she's improving. Uh, I'm hoping she'll come home very soon. But, you know, uh, Fingers crossed. I'll be going to see her when, when we're done recording. So, Yeah, give her, give her our best. I think, didn't we hear something, John, about one of our colleagues who used to be on the board for Valley Free Radio? He, yeah, he, I was about to he, mention, Bob Gardner uh, is, uh, uh, had a uh, something, I, I forget what it was. Uh, a heart attack. Heart, yeah, heart attack. Um, he's, <sighs> and he's uh, recovering in the hospital, so we're all hoping he'll pull through. Uh, yeah, best wishes know, to I mean, his would, wife and his family. Yeah. yeah, well, we wouldn't have Valley Free Radio without him. So, you know, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's years made ago, all the, better. Years ago, the board, when he stepped down, the board voted him emeritus. So I think he always <laughs> has to be on the board, even if he never shows up again. <laughs> yeah, Crawley did those early years. So, yeah, tough, 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 tough week for everybody. So, yeah. Very. And uh, 180,000 Americans have, uh, like, like their deaths have been identified as definitely co- being caused by the coronavirus. So we're up to 180,000 people. Um, oh, boy. Of course, Excellent. the num- actual number is going to be significantly higher than that because anybody who was, you know, who wasn't tested or whatever uh, might well be, you know, might have uh, escaped notice. Uh, did yeah. you guys? Uh, I, I maybe you talked about this last week. Did you guys see the uh, the uh, reports out of uh, out of Washington State that uh, the coronavirus was here earlier than anticipated, and that there were actually many more cases in January than than they'd realized? Yeah. yeah. And did you see the CDC just changed their guidelines on the web page, so they're not recommending you get tested if you don't have symptoms? People are horrified. Nobody yeah, they, knows. If you, How it if came you, to pass. 
<laughs> well, if you if and that's if you think you have reason to be you you've been exposed room for two weeks and yeah. haven't seen anybody. No, you don't need to get tested. But you know, if you're like, oh wow, cousin Steve, who was at the barbecue yesterday, now has coronavirus. I feel fine, but hmm, you know. Yeah. Well, um, I heard um, Fauci talking about it, and they were saying 40% of the cases are asymptomatic with COVID, and 50% of the transmissions occur before the the, the symptoms. So they're not going to test that 50%. So I, you know, they got to change that, and people are up in arms about it. But they changed it without fanfare. They didn't tell him one of the news orgs caught the web page change, and now they're backtracking trying to figure out who authorized the change. Because it isn't really the recommendation, but did you say, I think you said, John, the director's backtracking now or something? Yeah, the CDC's director, uh, Dr. Robert Redfield, says Mm -hmm. that all close contacts of confirmed or probable COVID-19 patients may consider testing. Um, But on the website, it says says, uh, that they... Uh, that that is not recommended. So yeah, it's really yeah, it's bad. Yeah, nobody's going to tr- trust the vaccine when it comes out. I swear. Oh they no. just approved convalescent um, convalescent serum too, and it's like you can't have the CDC play in this game. You can't. Nobody will trust them. Well, the FDA has approved <clears throat> um, con- um, uh, plasma emergency something. No plasma yeah. um, treatments. Yeah. However, they are. Uh, but the I mean the other thing is to see like the FDA has denied um, use of different um, like uh, therapies because probably you know lack of testing and it's too early yeah. and things like that. So uh, Trump has actually said that they are playing politics and they don't want life saving. Uh, therapies to come out before November because that's so he's, he's that's accusing them of being a deep state right I guess that they're yeah. trying to prevent yeah. him from winning yeah this is this is horrifying I mean not that every day isn't more horrifying but you know this is one you shouldn't you shouldn't play with so well and that's Me. one of the one of the problems I, I think uh, that we're facing as a as a planet today because of the importance of the United States in so many ways. But, you know, the, the, the one thing that Trump, <clears throat> excuse me, the one thing that Donald Trump truly cares about is, you know, he wants things his way. He wants to be in charge. And so anything, any trick he can do that he thinks will get him uh, more power or, or allow him to feel good about himself, he'll do it. And, you know, destroying public health, whatever, you know, public health isn't as important as, as his ego and his authority. The numbers to look good. Yeah. So the actual tweet says the deep state, it was in a tweet, the deep state, of course it was was. the deep state or whoever (laughs) uh, over at the FDA is making it very difficult for drug companies to get people uh, in, to get people in order to test the vaccines and therapeutics. Obviously, they are hoping to delay the answer until after November 3rd. Must focus on speed and saving lives. And he tagged the FDA commissioner on it. And 
yeah. He, you imagine being the was, FDA commissioner right now. <laughs> and then, I mean, then he, he, and another one, he was like, um, uh, upset that they withdrew the emergency authorization for hydrochloroquine. Yeah. Because that's chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. yeah that's not, it doesn't help. So <laughs> yeah. it hurts people. So, um, well, you know, I, I'm a little yeah. bit of a, you know, I have all kinds of hypotheses, but I thought that they gave Boris Johnson the convalescent serum because he, and I, I swear that they're using it for, you know, folks they know. And it's an, it's a really old treatment. It's temporary. It just gives you some antibodies from somebody else, but yeah, I've, the, I, the, it's an emergency the, approval now or something. I don't well, know. the, the issue with it isn't, um, the issue with it isn't, uh, will it make things worse? They're, they're fairly confident, you know, because they've done this sort of thing many times before. It's not going to hurt, but yeah, lots of diseases use it. Yeah. Right. But will it help? And that's what they're not sure about. But I guess they figure like, well, it's the prime minister, you know, we have nothing to lose by giving it to him. Nothing else, nothing else to treat him with. Yeah. But that, I wondered about that because it's sort of like, well, is that so bad? to say emergency use so that some, you know, working stiff like me might have a shot at it, you know, and not just the prime minister. So, well, I, th- I don't know. I think that's why they've authorized, uh, you know, emergency use. Yeah. But he forced them to do that. The FDA was not ready to do that. I mean, it, it, so. it depends on, on the, on the effectiveness and the safety of it. I mean, uh, like, you don't, yeah. I mean, it, the, the thing is you don't want to have therapies and just, start throwing it at people just to see if it works you need to test it i mean i i mean you know Sue. like you need to test it you need yeah. to make it make sure that it's safe double, double um, blind placebo yeah, yep exactly. and just right. and just because someone's really sick and uh and maybe uh like it might help it might hurt them or it or there might be uh, people then if it works on one person then people might start trying it on other people and it needs to be there needs to be some control over what some kind of rules are doing yeah they like the, you need to ha- like you can't just oh let's just throw some plasma in this dude and see what happens you know like you can't do that well so, and i mean and if uh, they uh, if they tested it on Boris Johnson that would be bad i mean it, it wouldn't be like <laughs> what do we have to lose it, he's a head of state of a major country if he died yeah. that would that would tank that country completely well i don't know how much worse it would be than having him survive and continue the job he's been doing but um <gasps> oh it Why? would it would hurt the, <laughs> it would very much hurt the country because it like the, he would be the first uh, head of state to die from covid that well, would be insane true. Uh, the, the the response of that would be completely crazy, uh, and I I was afraid that like Trump or him or some other head of state like in Europe or something dies of COVID because die. then people would just yeah. withdraw money from Panic. the country. There would be chaos because people would be like, okay, so who did he contact and who did he and blah blah blah. There would be it would be completely nuts. So um, yeah, Based I, on what I I'm seeing. Uh, out of British press, it, it, it's pretty close to that already. But yeah, fair yeah. point. Certainly, I don't want him to die. Much as I dislike the man, I certainly don't want him to die. Of course. <clears throat> I really <throat> like him, so I don't want him to die either. So He's a human being. You, I don't um, want him to die. <laughs> That's basically it. So, 
So did you hear that um, Trump is the bodyguard of Western civilization? Did you happen to hear that quote the other night what? in the RNC? <laughs> what? Uh, who said that again? <laughs> what? Uh, I'll have to look at my notes, but that's how they were describing him. <laughs> yeah. He was well, uh, a... Oh, God, that was Charlie Kirk. The... <laughs> yeah, it was Charlie it was. Kirk. He is guarding Western the first civilization. Night? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was... So I don't know if you heard this. Guarding (laughs) our blood and our soil. Is that what he's doing? Probably. I I thought he was kind of the poster child for kleptocracy, but I shouldn't say that on the air. (laughs) Too late. Um, (laughs) Too late. late. Uh, (laughs) So I think I'm going to join the Lincoln Project. I didn't realize that um, Steele used to be the head of RNC in the Lincoln Project, too. There's there's quite the lineup that's joining it. but it's it's yeah it's an interesting time to say the list. I I watched uh, Stephen Colbert last night on um, oh yeah uh, a late show, and uh, he's he's been covering the conventions. You know he did the Democratic convention last week, and yeah, this he's, week he's, he's doing the live a, live show, yeah, live response. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you didn't hear this, Mike, but the way he started was, you know. To tell you the truth, I, I watched very little of the RNC. And then he said, let me correct that. The whole truth is I couldn't watch it tonight. So there was one night that Stephen Colbert couldn't even watch it. He said, I just I just couldn't do it. So then he talked about all the other stuff in the news. But I thought that was the funniest comment because he just couldn't bring himself to watch it. And and I watched the opening and the, one of the first lines they said, all lives matter regardless of race. That was their opening salvo. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. I think I'm going to talk like that, you know, for four days as a Republican. I just, I don't even know what to do with that. It's like, why are they behaving that way? Yeah. It's just just ridiculous. I mean, okay. I I should say that um, as, as per usual, this, uh, because of the, as we said at the top of it, because of the, uh, the pandemic, the, where we are, uh, recording a day early so this is oh, so we are recording on the wednesday 27th night. so this that would be yeah. the wednesday night of this week um and yeah, this is the republican party now this is it this is what it is i mean they're like the the people like you and the then the lincoln project you are now an insurgent this is this is what the <laughs> republican party is in this day and age just like oh, this oh, is what ahead. the the democratic party is in this day and age so one it's just one man's one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter so yeah. i guess i'm a freedom fighter or terrorist in the republican yeah, party basically but yeah but you know i think we're gonna split i think the republican party's gonna split god i, I hope i I, yeah. I don't see how how that can be avoided uh uh well or i suppose it could be that the democratic party will split as all the the moderate Republicans will move to the Democrats and then, uh, you know, the AOCs and the Bernies and the Liz Warrens will, will move to start their own left-wing party. But I, I highly I doubt that. I think it's more likely the Republicans would fracture just because, yeah. Well, it depends I, whether Trump wins or not, too, what happens. I think that will drive it in some direction, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. it, it also loses, they, it'll be... Yeah, I mean, yeah. also who they, who they um, like, anoint to be his replacement because the Republican party is screaming towards authoritarianism. So that means they need someone at the top 
to direct the rest of the of the people like that's yeah. how it works so if they don't have like a a figurehead then it the whole thing kind of falls apart you know because they they were all talking about trump uh during during this week they weren't talking about the republican party they weren't talking about republican or conservative values they were talking about trump and how trump is awesome and everybody should vote for trump the dnc at least talked a little bit about like the party you know and they invited other people to talk about issues they didn't talk about policy but still it's oh i don't know who they're gonna get (laughs) like when he's out of the white house i don't know yeah. Tucker, maybe well, I don't I, know. Well, the, I forget the, the fellow's mm-hmm. name. This um, Steele, his first name, for, who ran Michael? the RNC. Michael. Michael well, Michael was saying that he doesn't recognize his party. You know, my party, the Republicans, and he doesn't mm-hmm. recognize the values. I was, I was shocked that he was saying it right on a major news oh, station. I was like, okay, years. yeah, yeah, but it was really quite, quite striking. Yeah. So well, yeah, you guys in are insurgent of, now. Good, yeah. good job. I'm, like, I guess I'm in. Well, I always was because I was a Republican woman for choice. So you can imagine how much fun yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least like and, when like back in the day, rights. like you were. Yeah, yeah, but at least like I mean, like you got like log cabin Republicans and everything. Like, like at least back in the day, it was more like about personal yeah. choice and about like conserv like conservatives conservatism meaning libertarian like, yeah libertarian or something like this Keep is what i think off my body yeah, yeah. exactly like exactly. i think that if there's a fracture there's going to be a major amount of republicans just taking over the libertarian party i was well that um, would work <laughs> yeah i i i'm reminded uh, a couple, few weeks ago mom and i watched uh the uh, hulu series mrs america about the, the sort of the women's feminist movement in the 70s. And from like oh, I haven't seen that. I have to watch it. It's, it's, it's actually quite good. And one thing I really liked about it was, um, you know, that, like each, each episode tends to focus on like one iconic figure. Like there's one episode that's really devoted to Shirley Chisholm. Um, but there was another which spent a fair amount of time following, uh, following Jill Ruckel's house, who was... Uh, a you know a player in Republican politics in the early seventies, and you know the way she was able to like make common cause with people like Gloria Steinem mm-hmm. and Shirley Chisholm. You know it's like yep. yeah we've got some real issues, some real differences on a lot of things, but like fundamentally women are are, are second class citizens and we need to fix that. So I I I was really uh, struck by how. You know, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't even know who this person is, but, you know, I guess she was prominent in the day and, you know, there's nobody and like much, her in the Republican Party now. And how much, um, how much we've forgotten. You know, it's like we look back and we think we don't make progress. And then you look back and you go, we were making a lot of progress. What happened? <laughs> we fell off the, you know, we fell off the train somehow. Yeah, um, well, the, quick- the Phyllis Schlafly's of the world happened. So, yeah. Yeah. There used to be a group that would follow her around and their name was the ladies against women. <laughs> they would wear the gloves <laughs> and they would clap and laugh at inappropriate points of her speeches. It was really fun That's to excellent. watch. And they were, yeah, it was excellent. But um, just a quick aside, I saw an ad the other day. AOC has endorsed um, Markey, as you know, um, for yep. Senator. Oh yes. That, that ad. So Pelosi. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I just saw that Pelosi endorsed Kennedy. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was surprised by that. Because Marky should be one of her guys, because she was he was in the house with her for years with right. Pelosi. So, well, yeah, interesting choice. And as uh, AOC called called her out on Twitter, pointing out, "Hey, you know how you said that uh, anybody who's primarying an incumbent is uh, gonna get blackballed by the party? Remember yep. that? <laughs> yeah, good to know." <laughs> So well, you guys are having your fights. This will be fun to watch to see who yeah. who does that, and also the one with Alex Morris and um, um, Richie Neal. Oh, Richie Neal, yeah, those would be fun to watch. Oh, see how they God. do. The primary I, have, the, I have no idea where that one's going to go. I yeah. think Neal's going to. I think Neal's going to win. I I suspect too. You know, like the incumbent always has a big advantage, but I mean, uh, learning look more at where about the territory is. Yeah, it's Springfield too. Springfield, so. yeah. I mean, on, honestly, looking at at the at what happened with with him and the allegations and everything, the way that he responded to them, like uh, I I was talking to um, some people, like uh, I think uh, I'm not sure if one of them was trans or not, but like they they were definitely part of the LGBT community and they were very unhappy with uh, the way that he he used his sexuality to defend like what what happened um because he was like this he is raised that card yeah yep, he, he raised the card and they were incredibly unhappy with with that um and i actually saw a uh that i didn't know this happened but apparently like a kid got beat up by cops in holyoke like recently and he just had a settlement and uh morse didn't do like just put it under the rug that you know neil has an ad that says exactly that i guess you've been somebody's been influenced by the ads because it's starting to break through mm. yeah. yeah alex so, morse I, I, I like alex morse i saw him on something i forget and he just had a, i thought he had a really good argument i like them but, but I like the, with everything that's happening like he he yeah. his campaign is falling apart um yeah and he has he almost stepped out, you know, he, he was going to yeah. give up that Friday and he decided to stick it out. Yeah. I mean, so. he, if he, I think he's going to lose. And I think that um, someone else is going to try to, to hit um, Neil in two years, but you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, Pelosi uh, actually said that um, she is supporting Kennedy because she's a, he's a member of her of the house like that's her member so she is she is oh, supporting oh, like that's house interesting members. yeah yeah that's but not I going mean, for the house again going for somewhere else huh. yeah, yeah but she she he is part of like he's one of her he's like, in the house right now unlike yeah. ed markey who was in the house six years ago yeah oh but yeah i mean that i'm just saying so much like, for that's loyalty what, that's what uh, <laughs> yeah. pelosi was saying Right. Well, I mean, it, it sounds it, a little less treacherous. So it, it, it it's it's a, a little. great fig. It's a great fig leaf. It's it's purely, you know, she's coming up with an excuse. She's she's oh, learning totally. from the she's learning from the Republicans. So you know. Yeah. Ooh, Mike, yeah. dang. <laughs> yeah, that's, we're so successful as Republicans. So I can see why you'd want to admire uh... and follow. I don't want By to be the way that, that we're successful in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
The RNC but, has had a long list of speakers. I mean, I, I just picked up on one, Clarence Henderson, who was uh, part of the 1960 Greensboro sit-in, mm. um, and he's a Republican. And he was, it was interesting. He was talking about the record funding of historic black universities and criminal justice reform and why he supports Trump and Republicans <sighs> were the ones who passed the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendment. You know, it's just, it's very sure. interesting to see the, the, the long list of, you know, folks that have been brought out, you know, Cuban Americans. And I mean, I, 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 I'm having trouble watching it for the most part, but every once in a while they have somebody who's a really good speaker and it's like, Oh, I wonder why they're supporting Trump. You know, I wonder what it is. Oh, wait, they were all pardoned. That's right. They all <laughs> got pardoned or, or, you know, but it's all, you can always sort of, you can always sort of suss it out. You know, you go, Oh, okay. That's, you know, yeah. He, he's got their their husband in jail, and so she has to say that. Or, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. But he's, you know, he's got quite a lineup, and you know, it's just, I mean, it's clearly a show. Yeah. And tonight, well, um, the the fin- finale will be over by the time this airs, so we'll we'll see what the final part was. The, well, and it yeah. strikes me that the, uh, you know, to the extent that they do talk about issues that are, you know, the issues that they think matter. Uh, you know, like the first night they went on and on about school choice. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. has anybody besides Melania uh, mentioned uh, the coronavirus uh, crisis? No, uh, no, so, no, I don't times. think. Of... All right, yeah. so maybe but maybe she... one or two people, but she's the one who, who's most prominently talked about it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so and, did you and look massive at massive unemployment, and none of them have talked about Hurricane Laura so far that I'm aware. Yeah, of, so. yeah, so Laura's bringing it. I, I mean, it's is, it's 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 like uh, you know George W. Bush again, except you know more widespread, and and we've got a plague as well. So, yeah, well, some of the the water that they're expecting today. I mean, I feel bad for uh, was it the the border of Louisiana and Texas? It's right there that it's coming. Yeah. It came aground. So, yeah. yeah, that's an amazing thing. I I never talk about women's clothing in in politics, but I have to mention Melania's shirt because it looked like it was right out of World War One or two. It's sort of that green um, wool um, tailored look, and oh. uh, all I could think of yeah. was that she was an SS officer, or the Russians had sent oh my her, God. you know, <laughs> to, to to get to get Trump. And because she was, when you looked at her, I swore, I said, God, that's almost like a military, um, you know, like um, Gaddafi had all the women around him. You remember yeah. he had a, a guard and they yes. were all women. And, and Trump has been bragging all week about, and his people about the number of women that are in high positions surrounding. And all I can think of is Gaddafi. Forgive yeah. me. Uh, the New York <laughs> Times has a, uh, has a, has a article, Melania Trump dressed for battle. But which one? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Now, is that, yeah, I was thinking is that, World War uh, One vintage. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I, the, the, it does have sort of a military uniform cut. Though, is that is that the same jacket she was wearing when she went to visit the kids in the cages that said, I really don't care to you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that was, uh, that I'm was sorry, relaxed I'm laughing. Everywhere, okay. everyone I've talked to has raised that jacket question. The, the words on the back? Yeah. It's yeah. so, it was so... <laughs> It was so dumb. Like, why? <laughs> Change the subject. That's what they were doing. They changed it, the subject. It's that sending, was the headline that night. It's sending a message. And the message is, yeah. no, yeah. they don't care. Um, yeah. I just want to 
uh, like on the RNC, just uh, a couple things. One, the um, uh, the, the they keep talking about the criminal justice. That was Cory Booker. Yes. Well, like yeah, that was his bill. That was his bill. The first, this first yeah. step bill. That was Cory Booker's bill, and Trump signed it. And he's like, he's taking, he's basically taking credit for it. It drives me yep. up a wall. Um, there are a yeah. lot of lies, basically outright lies from the Republican Party, uh, like uh, in many of their speeches. It was, I mean, I could, I, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch all of it. I watched like the meme ones, like the yeah, Gil, um, Gilfoyle and the McCloskeys. Oh, Gilfoyle, right? Oh, she was uh, wild. Yeah, she was. <laughs> I mean, the McCloskeys were on there. Uh, that kid who uh, the press like jumped down his oh, the, throat was on that was down there on the steps fellow the, the indian that was drumming yeah at the, the, the native american yeah the um uh and the the kid with that grin on his face and he actually won a settlement he can't talk about like how much so it could have been like 10 bucks but it could yeah. have been like a lot but uh he was on the steps of the lincoln memorial like where it happened uh and mm. Yeah, I was surprised they could use that as a backdrop for a, you know, we, we should talk about the hatch act. Maybe not today. Yeah. But, uh, we actually have to yeah. um, break for we a second. Yeah, we, we do have to break for a moment. But uh, I think the most shocking was the secretary of state, you know, from Israel sort of while he's on a diplomatic visit, taking yeah. time out to campaign for the president like that, that that hasn't happened before. And it, it absolutely is a violation of the hatch act. So. Yeah. I just have a quick Freudian one. The first night of the RNC, there was a Dr. Ghali, and he was talking about, it's about 30 minutes into the first night, and he was talking about the Trump approval of vaccines and how fast it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, instead of Operation Warp Speed, which is what the, they call it because they were pushing a vaccine, he said Operation Whoop Speed. And I thought, okay, that's perfect. That needs to be a clip in somebody's ad, you know, because they're going to push this thing through and they won't have tested it. And But he, he called it Operation Whoop Speed. So anyway, that's a, just a Seems last fair. note on the RNC. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dr. So we're going gonna to so take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And then we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, 
post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still here with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts, and we're still talking about politics. Uh, is there more you guys uh, want to say about uh, the Republican National Convention there before we uh, maybe move on to something else? Just that it looks like he's keeping Pence. <laughs> Yes. After all, yeah, they, they already got dom- dominated. Nominated. They already got nominated. Yep. They yep. already got dominated. Whoa. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could I could have seen him sort of at the last minute thrown over Mike Pence and appoint and and saying we should have I don't know anybody. Nikki Haley. Right. <laughs> Nikki somebody. Haley. She wouldn't. Bill Barr. She wouldn't agree to it. I think That'd that's what saved Pence. But yeah. Yeah. Nikki Haley but, wasn't having it. <laughs> But one thing actually is, uh, as uh, uh, Sue noted, that they talked a lot about law and order at the uh, at the convention. Um, in I don't think accurate or honest ways, um, and uh, that's especially striking to me because of the uh, violence that sprung up following a yet another uh, killing by police officers, which which might well indeed be murder, but certainly it was a, a, a killing and a shocking one by police officers of a yet another unarmed black man with his back turned uh, in Kenosha. Yeah, seven Wisconsin. shots in the back? Right. Uh, are you talking about Jacob Blake? Yes, I believe that's his name. He is not dead. He is paralyzed. Oh, wow. I thought he, oh. Uh, there was someone else well, that died. That, that, that's In likely... another place. But the one in Sorry. Kenosha is uh, the one in Kenosha is Jacob Mr. Blake. Um, he's he, permanently paralyzed. He, yeah. he well, we don't. He the doctors say that um, he is paralyzed, but they don't know if the injury is permanent. Yeah, that um, kind of thing is really hard to tell. Yeah, so. they they don't know. The the piece I saw. The reason I said that was that it, they actually one of the bullets went through his spine, so I figured that was it. But maybe uh, not. Don't know. Maybe not. I, yeah, we I mean, don't know. you know, if if Gabby Giffords can survive a bullet through the head, then that guy might be able to walk after a bullet through the spine. I mean, we don't know. Fingers crossed. I'm glad he's alive, anyways. Even, yeah. even with even in a wheelchair, it's still much better than being dead. Oh, and his poor kiddos who were right in the car when they did it to him. Oh God. I know. Yeah, three kids, all ten ten years of age and under, I think. So. Yeah. He, uh, he was actually um, just, uh, he, he had just broken up a fight between two women, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he was, and yeah. he did have a knife on him, but he wasn't, like, brandishing it or anything. So, he, yeah, they shot him seven times in the back. Good job. Good job. Um, law well, and order. You, John, Excellent. John, John, where do you say that there's, like, the, the, the way you're trained as a policeman, one of your friends, there's some, like, I, there's some rule that you're supposed to follow? Like my my friend's shots. yeah my friend's partner um I think he was in the military I she just said this off offhand so I don't but she uh he, she said that he said that it that if the shots aren't divisible by three then that isn't that is a problem because they're supposed to do a three tap 
like <laughs> and then check and, and then, then make sure yeah. that they're still so yeah. but i that this is just something that someone told me that i thought was ghoulishly funny so well um, when it comes to firing a, a weapon on auto fire three round bursts are designed to maximize the amount of control you can have over the weapon while still getting the benefits of like you just flung three bullets in that direction hopefully one of them will hit so well, this is a this yeah. is a police officer he's using a pistol so sure uh, but or a handgun saying, so it wouldn't be like an autumn there's like, they're not using an automatic uh, handgun right well i've just i've i've heard not the, yet the, they're not i've heard the three round burst uh dictum you know in a number of contexts referring to firing automatic weapons over the years uh once for actually from an fbi agent uh while i was at you know at a school trip to their headquarters so uh god that was almost that was a while ago anyway yeah yeah exactly <laughs> anyway but um yeah regardless seven shots into the into the gentleman's back is is uh excessive you know i i don't think there's any way to you know uh, it's excessive except by the standard of well, you're really trying very hard to murder that person. And, yeah. Uh, so. They didn't even get well, that right. Hold- so, did, well, thank did you God. see the video? He, was, he actually grabbed his T-shirt and was holding his T-shirt while he shot him. It was horrifying. I did not I see the video. I couldn't bring myself to watch the video, uh, yeah. which, I mean, is, is, is bad uh, preparation and scholarship on my part. But, I mean, I just... Oh, I'm not. I'm just I, not going to watch it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I, good. I, Thank you. I yeah. I I I I forced myself to watch uh, poor George Floyd's last moments on Earth, and I just oh, I couldn't watch that one. Yeah. yeah, I just I can't do that again. Yeah. Well, it it's um the those police, as I understand it, do not have body cams, and all the footage they have is from everything everybody else at this point because it's just they're not issued body cams yet so hopefully that will change i i'm just i i used to be very pro body cams i just don't think is it a red herring is it yeah it's just it's lampshading it's because they can be turned off the data can be can be deleted like there are so many things that you can do with 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 body cams that um that the public just won't know about and even if they do, like it, the data could just be gone. And then yeah. there's a problem with storing it. Like yeah. how much do you store it? Where do you store it? Privacy issues. Like there's just too much going on with that. But yep. I, just the fact that you can turn them off at will. Yeah. Yeah. It's is, a problem. Yeah. I, I, Although so, you so, do need to be able to do that if you're going into the men's or ladies room. Yeah. I understand that they need to be able to turn them off, but yeah. So social media is the, our savior. Because yeah. people have cameras and they're using them. So. Right. And, and I think as far as body cameras go, part of the reason why they, they were initially, like, like genre, I was like, oh, yeah, body cameras. Because the idea was that uh, it would, uh, the thought of being held publicly accountable, of nefarious activities being brought to light, you know, sunlight being the best disinfectant, that that would uh, help to curb police violence. Um, but if there's one thing that the protests following George Floyd's murder have made clear, just the, 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 the weeks and weeks of people taking to the streets to express their, 
their outrage and dismay with police violence is that the police really don't care about how they're seen. They are the, the they they really are perfectly happy to commit criminally violent acts and and wanton you know violence attacks and you know and property destruction because remember property destruction is some important. some police are some police are that way yeah but who's the how, but how can you tell uh, they're all in masks and uniforms and full body armor and a lot of them are taking off their you know their identifications and other cops are are letting them do it so. At, at this point, I don't think we can really make much differentiation. Like as a as a group, there's just an awful lot of uh, corrupt violence, and so clearly it, body cameras aren't stopping them. So I think the big advantage to body cameras, I think there is one, and that is that uh, in the case of a specific criminal defendant, the more body cam footage available to them to uh, help bolster their defense, the better. And I think that's an important thing, you know, because mm. criminal defendants, you know, have have re- really have something on the line. And it's it, even even now, it's already clear that uh, there are too many instances. And I, I don't have like some kind of statistic to say, you know, like, oh, an X, you know, an X percentage of, you know, cases or whatever. But like in a non-zero number uh, body cameras have revealed police planting evidence and and otherwise uh, altering the scene to uh, justify their own misdeeds and that's that's valuable uh, because it can help people who didn't do anything wrong stay out of jail. So, so I need equal time here because I'm I'm a law and order as much as that term is now being used in crazy ways. One is the police have a lot on the line too, and so. You know, I I think, as you said, fresh air and accountability is good. And I, you know, I'm I'm hearkening back to the 60s and my friends in the SDS and getting beaten up. And, you know, people made those same allegations about the police in the 60s. And, you know, it was a really polarized time and people were really inflamed. And I just I worry when, you know, we start to say the police are this or the police are that. I just, you know, it's it's. um there may be a natural defense mechanism, just like doctors used to not testify against each other, which is why you can never prove a malpractice claim. And um, they they finally got the laws changed when they called, when you made a mistake, an assault. So if you operated on the wrong knee, they actually got it through the assault laws instead of through consent. So, it you know, I just worry when we treat the police that way, just because, you know, we have some great police in Northampton and the police have something on the line too. So I just wanted to point that out. What do they have on the line? Yeah. What do they have on the line? Their lives. Well, you know, would you want to stop a car and have them, uh, you know, get out of the car? And that's a tough job. That's a really tough job. Honestly, at this point, I mean, I'm not a police officer, but honestly, at this point, I, I think if I were, you know, drafted into that job, I, I think I would uh, actually make a point of not carrying a weapon around with me. Because well, you that, can't. You know, if you're in the job, you have to have a weapon. Well, but I, I, I think that, that, that instantly de-escalates things because, you know, all the black motorists I might stop won't be like, oh, he, wait, he doesn't have a gun. Okay, maybe he won't shoot me, you know? Like, just right away, that'll set people much more at their ease. Yeah. And it, well, it changes a, the way a police officer interacts with people. 
I mean, yes, it, I, it, it, it's not that it can never be dangerous, but there are so many instances of, you know, the, the dangerous problem, the, the, the violence comes because the police officer decides to start it because they have a culture of impunity. Very, like, 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 like you know, that, what was her name? Amber Geiger, the woman who like went into the guy, into the wrong guy, you know, wrong apartment, went into some other guy's home, shot yeah. him dead because for yeah. reasons. And now she thought he know. was the intruder. Yeah. Right. She said she thought, she thought he was the intruder in her apartment. Well, right. my, which is, one of which my... is absurd. She's, she's appealing her, her conviction now, you Jesus know, it's Christ. like, you know, it, it's like, and after that tearful scene where she said she was really sorry and like the, you know, the, 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 the family member embraced her and the, no, that was the, the judge, the judge. Right. But I mean, a family member, you know, was there, forgave her as well. It's like, okay. Yeah. The, the, clearly, clearly uh you know there's there's just i don't know i'm at a loss for words of just how okay so a little equal time here i have a family friend of the family who was the first one of the first female police officers to make it through the police academy in philly in the in the 70s and they would put her on patrol by herself in the worst part of philly and she needed a gun. She stopped a lot of robberies. You know, she ended up outlasting all of her female colleagues because they were all harassed and, you know, out never mind from the public, but from the other police officers. But I have to say, she needed a gun. She really needed a gun. And I think it's important that the police officers are armed. I just do. I just can't imagine um, patrolling some of the areas, you know, not Northampton maybe, but, you know, Springfield, Boston. I mean, there's, the streets are tough. Okay, Hopefully so the I, police are tougher. I think there are a couple of things that we need to to remember here. Um, one, police officers are are charged to uphold laws. So when someone is breaking a law, there is a possibility that they would be armed and would and would like to harm the police officer. So there's one, two, police officers, poli- the police in general is not as dangerous as people think the streets are tough but in certain areas and the streets are tough in certain areas because of different policing tactics and the way that we treat those areas there are a lot of reasons why there are tough areas when we believe on that one yes so if we so there and in general, and I'm not saying specific police departments, but in general, the culture of policing needs to change because it, we are seeing this a lot. And Sue, I know that you've seen it. There is not enough de-escalation when the police interact with, with citizens. No, it escalates. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And, it, and yeah, that is wicked. that is the major problem. Armed, not armed. If they're if they don't have a gun, they're gonna have a baton or something. They're gonna have some sort of weapon. And if they don't de-escalate, then that weapon is going to be used. One, this this guy is shot in the back seven times. Another guy is going to get beaten with a stick because the police officer thought they were scared or something of them. There is, there isn't a de-escalation and there isn't enough there. The, the people that we are seeing in the news and the people that we don't see don't like, they are, 
they are keyed up if they're going into a quote-unquote bad area and they are on alert so their fear or their their adrenaline is already up and this we see this more in larger cities we see this more where uh, police the police uh, departments or the AGs they uh, they don't prosecute police enough. Like there is, there are a lot of issues that go along with the reason why police officers, like they are they are charged to be armed. There, honestly, policing is not even in the top fifteen of the most dangerous jobs in America. Most Probably policing, fixing wind turbines is <laughs> fixing, uh, climbing yeah. up those big towers it, is pretty you know dangerous. What's more, actually, you know what's more what's more mining? deadly than being a police officer? Garbage mining, I think. Garbage people, people that that take out garbage, um, landscaping. Yeah, that is more deadly than being a police officer. In terms of deaths per per yes. capita, as it were. Yes. Yeah. And so we need to, that, that is something that when we talk about the, the danger that police officers are in, in general, they're doing paperwork. <laughs> they're making like small time arrests. They're doing traffic stops. And the, uh, the, the way that we think about the danger to police is also enhanced by what we see on TV the TV, media, yep, movies, TV. when they when people see police, um, like they're in they're doing drug busts and they're doing like SWAT team stuff and they're running into buildings, you know, like on on uh, Dick Wolf shows and everything, you know. And, and, and that's, I watch Blue Bloods. They're pretty tame, but oh, Jesus, and, Blue Bloods. Um, that's <laughs> a whole thing. I used to watch that show. Jesus Christ. But uh, I mean, that show was very, very pro police. It's not even like a procedural. It's aren't the police great? Like to the I point call it of leave it, leave it to Beaver meets, you know, ex- I mean, yeah, New York exactly. City. the police can do no wrong in that show. So I stopped watching it because it wasn't, it was just anyway. Um, so they do have talking, bad cops, but, but, but oh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of television is the kind of, you know, splashy, cinematic, showy stuff. That is what got Breonna Taylor killed. Yeah, yes, it is. A yeah, lot they of police blew right officers. In there. Yeah, a lot of police. Uh, like yeah. uh, there are people that join the police department thinking that it's going to be like Law and Order or something, and mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, especially and in small have... towns like ours, it's it's they don't do a lot of like major drug busts or anything you know yeah. um well, it's mostly bad, like bbs or what what's that brianna taylor they had they had the wrong apartment or the oh, you yeah. know they they had misinformation yeah, and they just acted on yeah to, to go back since i'm old and i can tell you guys this stuff and you can't critique it kent oh. state, <laughs> one of the one of the reasons kent state happened the way it did is that they called in the national guard they were all kids who hadn't been trained to do this kind of thing and they were scared to death the national guard I mean, they were terrified of what the kids were doing. So, what were the you know, kids that, doing, by that, the way? Putting flowers oh, you know, in the gun barrels, you know. Well, they were. <laughs> was there a? Was there like? Have, I'm I'm sorry. Was there like a siege or something happening? Like, what were the students well, doing? Well, they were taking over buildings and behaving badly in the '60s. You know, that was considered major terrorism. But the the National Guard kids were afraid, and they were just kids too. And 
you know, they made mistakes and somebody fired a, you know, things happen. And that's what happens when you have poorly trained, you know, people in roles that they don't really belong in. I I mean, that, that bad things happen. Let's not, let's, I, let's just like, let's not say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not say things happen. Okay. That that's not a happened. thing that happened. That's not just it. That's kind of reductive. I think like it's not a okay. thing that happened. People I didn't died. Mean to be. It's okay. I, I just want no. to make sure about that. Like, th- like, yeah. uh, and I understand. I I don't understand why the National Guard kids were scared because they had armor and guns, but if they that means they weren't trained i mean they and there's another like you said another example of de-escalation and thank god there were people that actually reported on it and that is one of the things that and the de-escalation thing police violence thing that has been going on since police were invented to track down slaves so the uh but the thing is that you the reason that we are seeing it more is because everybody has a camera and now people will believe us when we say that cop beat me up or that cop beat that guy up or that cop shot that guy because we can film it now and they can't turn it off because it's a private citizen. So so it can't be suppressed. Sorry, Mike, what were you going to say? That, um, you know, uh, violent things happened. That's how the chief of police of Kenosha was talking about uh, the, the shootings that happened during the protesting. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I mean, he's like, well, if they hadn't been out there, uh, after curfew, right after curfew, then, you know, that stuff wouldn't have happened to them. And uh, yeah, I mean, just a a lot of use of the passive voice and uh, you know, no blaming the blaming the victims. Right, and no discussion of, you know, uh, uh, a minor was, you know, driven across state lines by, you know, an adult, given guns by an adult, uh, you know, proceeded to murder people, and then was allowed to leave by, you know, the law and order people, I mean, the police, you know, just allowed to walk away. He was trying to surrender, and the police, the police, everybody in the crowd was saying, that's the shooter, that right there, and the police just looked at him and well they were like apparently they were on the way to help the victims and the guy was like ha ha," and they just drove by (laughs) because they were worried about that it's just Uh, and and he he's alive yeah good job you know and he was there to protect businesses like first and foremost he was there to protect the businesses and then help and and those are private orgs that were calling those people there yeah. saying come and bring your stuff he's yeah. a 17 year old kid and the, and we won't say his name but uh there will be a, a link to what the shooter. Like, what what that like who it, he is and everything but they but he's a 17 year old kid and he had a rifle in nowhere in in anywhere that he was um, federally, state law, he is not supposed to be able to have a gun. That yeah, is 17. illegal for him to own a gun. So someone gave him a gun. Excellent. Just tip-top job. You know, and now yeah. two people are dead, one person's injured. The injured person is going to is probably gonna survive, thank goodness. But yeah. That's what I say. What, what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. What well, a nightmare. I, 
it is a nightmare, and I'm uh, I'm actually noticing that we're right up against the end of our yeah time we are for Simplify. So I'm sorry, that's a kind of a bummer last note to end on, but that's that's 2020 for you in a nutshell. So we'll uh, be... <laughs> one good Go thing, one happy thing. Um, there was uh, a a a statue that um the, that this town had that that was uh to commemorate the the civil war and the the south like the um and they uh you know the traders and they the town council voted like 10 to 5 to keep it but then it got blown down in the storm by hurricane laura <laughs> it was just completely destroyed <laughs> mother mother nature is mad clearly yes so there you go <laughs> well, there's an act of god for you so, uh, well done. That's, that's going to wrap it up for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, the uh, state primary here in Massachusetts is next Tuesday, so vote if you haven't already. Uh, you know, there's certainly a, a, a choice of uh, senators uh, for for you to consider that. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with, to talk about that and all kinds of other things next week. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Bye bye. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.